Welcome back to another episode of Raw Uncensored Conversations with Raw Conversations. I am your girl, Camila, community advocate, youth mentor, writer, CEO of Envision Youth Services, a nonprofit giving youth in the community a voice without judgment. I got some important people and some special people in the building with me tonight. I'm super, super excited. So we're going to start and we're going to do uh, ladies first. My girl, she writes. Hey, hey, hey now. It's your favorite bald head girl here, Rachel, a.k.a. She Writes. And we are here with Raw Conversations. I'm excited to talk to you guys today about what we have in store. So let's get it with your girl Camila and everybody else. Let's go. All right. Um, our guest, um, our guest spoken word artist today is going to be uncovered. Let them know who you are. Hey, everybody. This is Ebony, a.k.a. Uncovered. I'm excited to be here tonight. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for it all. I'm ready to dig in. So, yeah, thank you, you for inviting for the, you me. You ready for the smoke? I'm ready for the smoke. I'm ready for what you got. Whatever you oh. got, I'm ready for it. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, I, I, and now the to the fellas, my second family, my peoples, my folks, uh, that boy Khalifa, what's good? What's the deal? Y'all already know what the fuck going on. DBK, that boy Khalifa, the small one, not the tall one, the ghetto rock star, Mr. Big Smoke. I'm here with my people's raw conversations. We about to get real raw with y'all. Let's go. All right, and last but not least, my boy. The famous homie. What's good? What up, though? What up, y'all? You know what I'm saying? I'm out here about to... Y'all talking about smoke, but I'm doing a different type of smoke. So, you know what I mean? I want all <laughs> the smoke. You feel me? No Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes is a smoke from California. What's up, y'all? You know what? You can always count on his ass. <laughs> Bring the spice, baby. <laughs> all right, listen. So the topic today let me tell y'all it's been and i'm gonna just keep it transparent it's been a hell of a week it's been a hell of a month it's been a lot of stuff going i'm just gonna say if you out there grinding following your passion your purpose things are getting a little sticky a, a, a little difficult continue to push continue to push 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 because at some point the doors is gonna open at some point, just be consistent and continue to push. And as I say that to y'all, I'm saying that to myself as well. So our topic tonight is Letter to My Sons Uncovered. And SONS is in all caps. Um, we got a piece that our spoken word artist is going to do. And I really just want y'all to see how y'all connect and, and just weigh in on not only the piece, but your life experiences that relate to this piece. I'm super excited. Uncovered, you got the floor. All right, y'all. I'm just going to go in right now, and then we can get in it after I'm finished. Run, little black boys, don't turn around. Mama's going to tell you a story of mockingbirds. And Harper's the kill one. She told it first. But if you don't read between the lines, you won't understand the main verse. Metaphorically speaking, you are he, weak, weak and defenseless in this American government scheme that all are created equal and justice will prevail. Justice? Justice. No, it's just this. The deep pigment of your skin opens her eyes so wide to the point she is no longer blind. And if she is no longer blind, we'll continue to have cases like Zimmerman, men, grown men chasing you down, little black boys. Hurry, run, go and hide in the midst of the night and even broad daylight. The accusation against you is your son given tone. Questions arise though, naked eyes see no 1800th century lynchings. Something inside keeps us closely attached. Are we reminiscing or is it still alive? Covered so deep in the 21st century, we can't see. See, it boggles me how thousands of eyes watch, yet none realize another lynching had just taken place. And they, the jury said, not guilty. And we shook our heads and said, okay. And so now your blood, 
your innocent black blood joins your ancestral predecessors that went the same way. And just like they mamas cried, we cry, run. Run, little black boys, don't turn around. Cause brass ammo might pierce through your dark chocolate brand tan taupe, killing your hopes and dreams. Have you second guessing your talents and capabilities? Ricocheting, missing the glass ceiling cause equal opportunity is an illusion. Billy Bob Dick don't carry your weight. You're carrying a numeral tons of oppression in the land foreign to your black skin. Working mule on your backside, whips and whelps your beautiful black voice stampeded out. I can't hear you. I need to hear you inaudible. Even with Mr. Obama as president, precedence has been set. Jim Crow laws still exist. Nigger boys stay in your place. Out of corporate America, only of them fields and courts playing sports now. Whoever said slavery is no longer around. It's full of bullshit still carrying black men in the form of statistics. Yes, statistics. Don't listen, little black boys. Keep running, leaving their faces behind. If you don't leave their faces behind, you'll find your behind handcuffed to fashion shows, showing belted pants below waistlines, white, white beaters, do-rags at noontime, and eloquent, powerful words of an every decree from your throne. You're a king. Suited in heavy artillery pieces instead of three-piece suits. Shoot up another of your color. Government supply that and crack addict. Addicted, infiltrated brain cells, black on black crime. Fill up them prison cells, sell out to the highest bidder. Bitter, bittersweet plea bargains because court-appointed attorneys are a joke. You're the sacrifice. This is your third strike. Unfortunately, you inherited two at birth. Even as you were formulating in my womb, I cried. I cried bittersweet tears at the announcement of black boy. Black boy. Afraid to love and look forward to all your accomplishments. Because an age-old enigma already been set and no matter how we try to protect. Nigger cookie cutters are for sale in every community. Ignorant racist minds purchasing them up continually. So I had to tell you this nursery rather real life rhyme so that later in life, you can have just that. So I need you to run. Run, little black boys. Don't turn around. Because you might find yourself six feet under. Never erased from our faces, only from our loving warm embraces. And mama's gonna cry, Atlantic Pacific oceans gushing from eyelids open and seeing you a lullaby back to our bosom, cause yes, you'll always be my sweet baby boy. Yes, you'll always be my sweet baby boy. And I snap, and I snap, and I snap, and I snap. <laughs> do I clap? Do I cry? Do I, oh my God. All the above? <laughs> like that, that's something you really gotta let marinate. All right, this is how we gonna do it. This is how we gonna do it. I'm gonna have the guys, because this is a letter, letter to my sons uncovered, I'm gonna have the men go first on this. Man, that was uh, that was phenomenal. I think I've heard it, heard that one before, and uh, I have the same exact reaction as I had when I first heard it. Um, you know, it's just speechless. Um, you know, everything that she says uh, resonates and hits home. You know, all boys are sons, of course, and uh, you know we've seen the evolution of this world. You know, uh, from from the early time, the slavery time, you know, the segregation and uh, the so-called progression. You know what I'm saying? And maybe we're not, you know, being hung by by nooses and being hunted down like that. Um, of course, they can't do that in these modern times. So they figure out a different way to do it. And, you know, that's through the prison system. You know, the prison system is a modern day slavery. You know what I'm saying? Um, working is a modern day slavery. Think about this for a second. And I don't want to be long winded because I know everybody got to speak. But um, I'm in America. You know, it's a seven day. 
and five of those seven days were supposed to, were supposed to work to make a living and 24 hours in a day and at least minimum eight of those hours you're supposed to be on the clock that's not mentioned that it takes most people an hour to get to work and an hour to get home so let's take another another two hours from that you're supposed to get eight hours of sleep and how much time do you have for your families not a lot especially being black now on top of that we have to worry about our safety just walking down the damn street to go get something to eat like little trains trayvon martin did or playing outside mm. like all the other little boys with a gun you know with a toy gun like tamir rice did and and the police they let off shots within 0.5 seconds of arriving to that 12 year old boy knowing that it was a toy gun mm. Right. So right. those are only stories that we hear about in the news. You, you feel what I'm talking about? We only hear about what about all the other ones that don't make the news? So I think what what, what um Uncovered was speaking about is, uh you know, the plight of a black man. And, and it's good to feel, you know, black men, listen, you know, our black right. women like Uncovered, they always have our back, man. Like, you know, they have our back. They're always speaking up on our behalves. And, right. and you know yep. what I'm saying? And, and, and telling everybody, what we go through and i appreciate that as a black man that uncovered would write something a letter to us you know mm. have so i i appreciate it um i think it's, it's great and um you know going forward i think more stuff needs to be talked about like this because uh being a black man out here in america as we know it's man it's, it's no joke as it's being a black woman but i appreciate you uncovered it was a beautiful piece. You cover everything. I wish I had more time to, to speak because I got so much to say, but I just want to say I enjoyed it once again. That's what's up. Yeah. I appreciate it. And, and, you know, I mean, can I speak? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. So I appreciate that because um, I was talking to Camila. I mean, I didn't do the piece that I was going to do, but I was just like, how would young black men, black men, period, receive it coming from a black woman. And so I was like, would it be received better coming from a black man? Like, would it have like a stronger presence? Would it resonate more? Um, but then I was thinking like, some black boys don't have moms, you know, and even if they do have moms present, maybe they're not mentally or emotionally present. So hopefully they can feel what I'm feeling on the inside when I speak these words and it will be a light for them because they're hearing so much negativity. You know what I mean? They're hearing, they're not hearing like positive things about themselves. And so, I mean, you speaking, that means a lot to me because, you know, I respect you and, you know, I know, I, I know what you've gone through, your struggles, things like that. So it's important to me to hear like your feedback. So I appreciate that. And one thing that you mentioned about the prison system, as far as us working, I was just telling Camila that because I took off, like, I don't know. I woke up one day, the end of March, <laughs> I woke up at the end of March and I was like, I took a two hour nap. My sister came over. I was like, just watch the kids. If you can just watch the kids, I just, I need to sleep. I woke up from that nap and I was like, I'm not going to work next month. <laughs> I was like, I'm not done. To, I'm wait, done. not tomorrow, but next right. month. Next month. Yeah. So, you know, at first I was like, girl, you tripping? Like, what? <laughs> what? And so I was like, uh, I called my job. I was like, hey, I won't be in for the month of April. <laughs> and um, so I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm like, I have to do this. Like, I have a legacy. You know, I have boys and I have a legacy. And so I got to make this happen. So you're right. And I told Camila, I said, I'm no longer imprisoned. Like, I mean, I did my job and I did it well, but it's not, it's not what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? So I felt that when you said it's a prison system, because it is. It, it truly is. So, yeah. Thanks yes. a lot. I appreciate it. Amazing. No problem. No problem. Khalifa, my boy, what's your feedback? Man, you know I got feedback. All right. Listen, you know I know. You know I know. But you got to let Uncovered know. She don't know. Nah, but um, that was really touching. I have two sons that I'm raising and I was a product of what Ronnie was talking about. I've been to placements, group homes. Um, what else can I say? Um, prison. 
county jail. I was actually a, a product of that right there. So I, I really relate relate to it. And it's unfortunate that we don't have more women like you that's willing to um, be vulnerable for us. Because like my boy Ronnie said, we're men. Sometimes we don't have anybody to express our feelings to, to talk to. Sometimes when it comes down to some pride and men shit, we really don't give a fuck. So if we do go down that road, it that route, it is nice to know and it's nice to to let our sons hear things like that and to watch and know the the um the backgrounds that we come from and know that these people will kill you. These people don't like you. I try to I try to get that across to my son all the time. They will racial profile you. It don't matter what age you are. They will figure out a way to single you out because of your skin color. And I I try to get it across to them, but you know, you know, we got we didn't have we didn't have all this social media and and games and TV and I was outside. I was outside. Right. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So that's what I was explaining to my woman the other day. Like I I'm I fear for my son. My son is going to a high school next year. Okay. So I was telling her I fear for my son because do you know what I was doing in when I was fourteen in ninth grade? Hmm. Hmm. Don't get into that. <laughs> I was I was not a normal kid, my nigga. I'll I'll put myself in that position for them people to take me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. Like I grew up with I wasn't oblivious. I was aware of everything. When I, by the time I was 14, I was aware of everything. I knew if you was a drug dealer or a hoe. I knew if you uh, robbed people. I knew if you was a buster. I knew mm. who gun. I knew who had the guns on the block. I know who would rob you. I know who would be a, a buster on me. I knew by fourteen. I already knew what was going on on the block. Because mm. that's why. That's because we grew up different. I was outside, but but Khalifa, I feel like it's important for a lot of these parents just to to let that part soak in. You know because people think that they kid people don't give the young people enough credit for the knowledge they have especially now that they have social media and everything is at their fingertips you can't hide so like we used to have to hide to watch stuff had you know everything is at your fingertips so the best thing you could do as a parent is to make sure your child is prepared for what life is about to bring them right and not be oblivious to think, oh, well, because he's 10, because he's 11, because he's 13, because he's 14, he don't know what's going on. You the person that's afraid to have that conversation. It ain't him, because trust me, him and his homies is talking about it. No, and you know what? I feel I feel like, like literally, I be feeling like crying because I'm like, dang, can our kids just be kids? And it feels like they have to grow up so fast these days. Like, just like ours. you said, like we gotta talk to them, right? Just ours. Just it's ours. like, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's like, I, when do we have that conversation? Like, why can't our little black boys just be little black boys and have fun and, and and play trucks outside and not have to worry about some cop rolling up on them? You know what I mean? And 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 taking their life out. Like, yeah. I'm gonna I be mean, real. Like, I felt like. I'm like, Kenya, like, what's up, Kenya? Like, like cause, you know, like, I've been following, like, people who have left, and and I'm just like, they're like, dang, we can walk down the street. We ain't got to look over our back. I mean, there's no perfect place, but I'm just saying to be in a place that's predominantly just black, and you can feel confident, you can walk with your head high, you ain't got to worry about, you know, all that racism and stuff like that, and having to explain to your kids at four, five, and six, like, hey, so by the way, you're black, so I'm going to need you to be on your P's and Q's. You know, it's just like, dang, can they be a kid? It, it sucks. 
I mean, I mean, I think to to add to that, uh, Khalifa says something, you know, and Khalifa's such a stand up dude, you know what I'm saying? He's I I know him personally, and we've talked about a lot of he went through, and um, you know, he he he's a guy that takes ownership to anything he was he was involved in. And that's honorable, but I kind of yeah. want to say something in regards to what he said. Um, and he said he put himself in that position and I have to disagree with that. I think it was systemic that put you in that position because, you know, you can't control where you grow up at. You can't control growing up on a block. You had no, if we could all pick our destinations and where we choose to grow up, grow up at, do you think you would have chosen to grow up in a neighborhood you chose, chose, chose to grow up at? You were put there. Your parents were put there. Our black parents and grandparents were put there by the system. We were put in those positions. We were forced out of our homes. We were forced not getting home loans. We were pushed to the ghettos and the projects and forced us to grow up a certain way. So that was all by design. That was systemic. And that's what they call systemic inequality and systemic racism. We're put in those positions where we have to grow up fast and see the gangsters in the holes and the gunshots and the, and the robbing. We're not put in these positions where we have a normal child life. So that's why we right. grew up. A lot of us grew up like that because of the system forces to grow up like that. So I don't and think right. your fault, Khalifa, on you didn't put yourself in that position. You were put in that position. You made lemon out of, of spoiled lemons. You made lemonade out of spoiled lemons. You did that. So you got to give yourself some credit. Of course, give glory to God, but give yourself some credit for being able to be a normal functioning human being who's chasing his goals and dreams and not be stuck in a prison system. You beat the odds, bro. You beat the odds. Absolutely. I love Absolutely. that. I you love that. Oh yeah. my God. You know yeah. Yeah. You know, I love it. I, I totally, I totally agree. And I think I, I miss, I miss, um, misspoke. Miss, um, I, uh, I need to rephrase that because you right. I, uh, I just feel like, like now today, how we are, how, how Camila is, how we are with the youth and stuff. Like, I just feel like off of my bad experiences, I, I had life learning lessons and I wouldn't be the man I am today if I didn't go through that. And that's what I'm saying about my son. My son isn't aware because we don't let we shelter him. We don't let him do anything. You feel me? Because because of what I went through, though, at the same time, right, and right, same time, I didn't have me. I didn't have a nigga like Ronnie to be like, nigga, you need to be on this music shit or you need to be playing football or uh, somebody like Camila saying, hey, you need to come down to this program and we teaching kids this. I don't I didn't have that. So that's that's what I meant by that. I didn't mean to say like, oh, I put myself in that position. I just meant to say like, nigga, I didn't really have nobody like me to say, yo, bro, you talented. You need to do this and you need to do this. Like, I said like it like and, you know, and you know what, Khalifa, that's where good mentors come in because yeah. exactly what like you're talking about right now. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. So that's what I meant by it. And I, I, I totally agree. I, I agree. Like, it's I like that. the people that uh, put us in this position and there's the motherfuckers that's not teaching us how to get out of here. Facts. And you know what, Ronnie, like when you, when you touched, first of all, what I really love about this is that as a black man speaking to an, another black man and encouraging him and just speaking positivity over him, like, I think that is so freaking beautiful. Like, it we is. need more of that. That's it number is. one. Um, number two, what Ronnie was saying as far as being placed, like, I have, like, a couple of pieces that actually touch on that. Like, no, the government strategically did this. Like, when you go back and you look at, even, like, at the crack era and just... They strategically placed us, you know what I mean? And then strategically placed the drugs and strategically placed the guns and, you know what I mean? And then, like, when you look back, like, on, like, the Bloods and the Chris back in the day, it wasn't what it is now. That's not why they were created. But it's the government that started pitting them against one another and nobody actually realized until it was, until it was too late. So yeah. I definitely agree with him that it was systemic. Like, they knew what they were doing. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. and I'm glad that people are waking up and we see now and people are talking about it and you know poets are speaking and and people like Camila and all of you are just like you guys are on top of it and I'm 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 for it. I'm all for it. I love it. I love it. And like I tell everybody like I love yes. everybody. I love everybody. 
I just, I'm, I'm drawn to our young black people. I'm drawn to um, just our black people because we need to be encouraged. We need to be lifted up. We need to encourage one another. We need to push one another. We need, we need not to be crabs in a bucket pulling each other down, but just like pushing each other to go, you know, to move, to do to something, you know? And, and I, I just, yeah, I'm love, I love what I'm hearing tonight. I really do. I appreciate all of y'all. I do. Well, listen, we got to definitely tap in with my girl, Rachel. She writes, um, hell of a story, has, has gone through a, a lot of life just, just as a, a young Black woman and also mother. Um, I want to hear your way in on this piece. Um, and she's also a poet. She's a writer. So what you got, girl? She not here. She not here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe her reception uh disconnected her. All right. Well, cool. Um, no, I, I absolutely there she go. Oh, there she goes. Can, there... can you hear me now? Rachel, she right. <clears throat> hey, 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 can you hear me? Listen, the devil is working. So okay. yes, we was on you. Did you hear the piece? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. It was um wow. It was wow. That's the first word I thought of, like tears to my eyes heart jumping um <clears throat> it definitely spoke to me um uh but yeah your favorite ball haired girl here rachel aka she writes a uh, poet been a poet for shoot can't even remember i've been writing since i was 11 i'm 30 now and that piece considering that i do have a child but she's a she instead of a boy um i remember that being pregnant that that was one of the things that i kind of dreaded about having a boy Though a part of me was like, would love to have one, still do, that that's one of the things that can be avoided when you have a black boy, that talk, you know, not about the birds and the bees, but that talk like, hey, no matter how good you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how you ain't, if, if you not gang banging, if you get straight A's in school, if you, you know, good at home, like it don't matter. You can walk down the street as a black boy. I just saw a black boy actually walking from the store just to go home and take the groceries to mom. Like that boy can be looked at as a threat. You know, um, I was actually watching in, watching the animal planet, uh, <laughs> earlier today, I visited my aunt and I had mentioned like, uh, that's how basically like I said something about the bears when they're little, they look all cute and stuff, but when they get big, they dangerous. And I just was like, oh, that's how America sees black men. You know, when they, oh, when, they wow. small, when they small, they all cute. But as soon as they get a little height, as soon as they, they blackness really start to come out and they start to look like warriors. Because mind you, back in the day before we was ever snatched, you had young men being warriors <laughs> at age 14, age 15. So a teenage boy can be looked at as a grown full man because ultimately the black man is the biggest threat to white America period not the black period. Woman, not not the black little girl but the black boys and the black men without the men, we are damn near lost who can fight period. our battles they can who can continue to give us black babies and black children they can and then don't let the race outpopulate the weak races you know what I'm saying? Um, because black is everything and everywhere. But that poem right there, just I was actually in a car uh, with my mom and she heard it and it had brought her to tears. <clears throat> um, poetry is supposed to move you. And I just love the fact that that piece right there, it moved me. It also reminded me of a, of a piece that I have as far as like I study black men because I want to understand black men, not so much for my benefit, but for the benefit of teaching other young women like this is the weight that black men carry before they're even out the womb. So that part in the poem really uh, struck me. Cause as soon as you go to the ultrasound and they tell you black boy, and they, or they don't say black boy, but they say, boy, you know, you black. So it's a black boy mm -hmm. you know, like that, that thought when you're a mother before your baby even gets here, because you feel like your womb be the safest place. <laughs> Like, Absolutely. Like, like you don't want them to come. Man. Man. Wait, listen, why does why does that kind of remind Woo. me now that you saying you're saying that? Why does the first thing that came to my head was mm -hmm. um uh a track uh Tupac, uh Letter to My Unborn Child. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm. let her to now listen. If you ain't heard the song, or if you ain't heard the song in a minute, right. listen to it because he's basically talking about this is what I have to get you prepared for. Like this is what the reality is, and <laughs> like just everything, just this entire conversation moves me in a different way. Most of you guys know I'm a mother who has one biological child, and that is a black. I have a black son. Um, he's in his first year of college, but just what you guys were talking about earlier, them being in different communities. Now, my son hasn't had to deal with gangs and all of that stuff. He grew up as an athlete, but I will never forget living in the city of Inglewood. And he was in, in the beginning of high school Mm. and he, he would run around the neighborhood because that was his way to get his exercise in with his headphones on, you know, doing his own thing. Yeah. And I, I'm in the house and, and he calls me and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, ma, I'm out here, you know, working out. He was like, but the police is over here and they, they, they just driving down the street slow. I was like, well, you ain't got no warrants out for your arrest. You ain't did nothing. So what's the problem? He was like, I don't want them to think that I'm running away from a crime or something and okay. happened. Right. Yeah. Exactly what he says to me. Right. So yep. I was like, all right, finish doing what you're doing. I walk downstairs. I walk outside. I can literally see him running down the street, working out. I see the SUV. I see the cops in the SUV. So I just stand there and I just watch him. I don't say nothing to them. I don't flag them down. I just watch him. He sees me, so he's doing his thing. And they pulled up, ma'am, you know, why what are you looking for somebody? Why are you, you know, why are you just standing here? I said, oh, yeah. I'm I this is what they asked me. It was a it was a, a white woman who was uh the driver and it was a Hispanic male who was the, and this has nothing to do with race. I'm just giving y'all the description. Hispanic male who was the passenger officer. And I said, no, I said, I'm just watching my son. You know, he's he's working out. And I just want to make sure y'all don't mistake him for anybody else. You know what I'm saying? And and so they ended up getting out the truck and we ended up having a whole conversation. And they were like, we need parents to be doing things like this. But then I'm thinking in the back of my head, why should parents have to do that? Yeah, that's already a part. Like, I hear what you're saying, but I can't a thousand percent agree with you. Mm-hmm. That's you know real. what I'm saying? Like, so oh. it's little things like that. So, so that let me know already that natural fear is already, even if it's subconscious. Yeah. That natural, that natural yeah. fear. What if, what if, what if I was shocked when he, when he said like how he felt, but that natural fear is subconscious. And so we have to do a better job at protecting. I don't want to hear no mother, call their son out their name, tell them they ain't shit, they ain't gonna never be nothing, no educator do that. I have seen that too many times. And what I tell a lot of my parents is what you need to start doing, get get a little uh, posty note, a little stack of posty notes, and write just a couple of words to your child. Put it on their door, put it on their mirror, somewhere you know that they're gonna say, you are a king, you are a leader, you're not a follower. You know, you are intelligent. Yeah, words of encouragement. Always hold your head up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those right. are things, little things that I would do. And that's something you could do and not have to pay no money for. Right, yeah. right, right. Priceless, mm-hmm. priceless. They have well, to know that they are protected by somebody yeah. who loves them and knows that they're appreciated. You know what I'm saying? And they have a lot of talent. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I just know that story hits close to home for sure. Uh, I'm going to make it short and sweet. Uh 14 years old, track runner, went to Dorsey High. I'm in the jungles. I'm running for exercise. I didn't know you went to Dorsey. I went to Dorsey yeah. too. I, okay. I, <laughs> the dons, the dons. So, so I'm in the, um, I'm, I'm running past Hillcrest Elementary. And uh, the cops actually so- shined the big ass flashlight on me while I was running. And when I, I stopped, because I'm in my mind, I'm like, what if they shoot me? I think they think I'm running from something. They may have thought I took in something or whatever. So I stopped. As I stopped, they're like, why are you running? I said, well, I go to Dorsey High. I'm a track runner. I do this every day. Um, But I live right here. My grandma right here. Mind you, I lied because I didn't actually really want them to know where I stayed. (laughs) Because me being a black girl, you you literally pulled me over, not in a car, for no reason. So in my mind, as as a young black female at that time, I was like, wow. 
they, they they literally could just do this. You know what I'm saying? Instead of asking me, like, are you okay? Are you running from somebody? No. Mm -hmm. Why are you running? Right, so, yeah, right, right. We definitely, we definitely have to, unfortunately, it is this way, but we have to prepare ourselves. We have to prepare our children for the ultimate battle which is your skin is what they see first and we try That's to tell um our kids not to look at skin color but then we have to remind our kids of their skin color so at the end of the day no matter what they do have to look at skin you get what i'm saying and uh something else that was brought up in a poem that really hit home and i hear it all the time particularly black people but for sure black men do not have the same opportunities the equal opportunity my ass they have to work twice as hard mm -hmm. to get half of the respect mm -hmm. and half from, right mm -hmm. exactly and apart from the prison system which i didn't learn until i was a teenager that that's ain't no such thing as like oh slavery no that's slavery it's just in modern days, so for sure that's mm -hmm. slavery. And then I just got done reading um, a book. Now I'm not done with it, but I'm still in it, and that's the Rich Dad Poor Dad. And they just had got done talking about how a nine to five is a, a form of prison. It's it's a trap for you that's to actually true. think that you can get rich from a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? Without other streams of revenue, without learning financial literacy, that was another thing mm -hmm. that was in the book. And it's mm. like you have to master the art of money, how it works, how it can work for you, how it's made. Right. Then we can go forward with teaching our black men, because they're ultimately the ones that are looked at as the providers, to say, hey, guess what? You don't need a nine to five. Let's see what you're good at. Let's make your own business. Let's get you a trademark, a LLC. Let's get some grants, some money in your pocket. Like, let's really put these men who are going to be men for the future in position to be those men that we want for our daughters. That's real talk. Um, Rachel, first of all, I ain't even heard none of your pieces yet, but just by you speaking, I know you fire. <laughs> just by the way you talking, I'm like, oh, okay, she lit. Thank you. Um, I'll make sure you follow me and I'll follow you too by the end of this. By the end of this. Um, so first, I just want to say thank you to you and your mom. Like, I appreciate, um, I, pre I just appreciate everything. I really do. Um, to touch on what you're, uh, touch on what you were saying earlier, as far as being like a young black girl, it's all of us. It, and it, it sucks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and I remember it was my sisters and I, we were driving back. Like it, it's good to be black, but it sucks at the same time. <laughs> it, it, you know, and here in America, like, <laughs> um, it sucks. Um, because like we a car full of full of females driving home from the fair, got pulled over. weren't nothing. Nothing was wrong. We got pulled over, and they're asking for like IDs from all of us, the people that are not driving. We're like, why did we get pulled over? Where's your ID at? What? Like I'm in the passenger side. Why do you? What did we do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just that feeling of just heaviness. Like, dang, because I'm black. And then I think about I'm a female. What the hell do my our men go through? Like, my oh, God, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a female, but like you yeah. said, like they see the warrior in our men, and so they're yeah. afraid of them, and they know what's up. They knew they knew what was up back then. That's why they had to instill that fear in our men. They had to do what they had to do to break their spirit. You know what I mean? And what people don't get is that I believe in generational curses. I believe in spirits following and. So it's like you fast forward till today and we got to break what was placed in them so many years ago, you know, so they can be who they are. And that's really how letters to my sons got started because which Camila, she was like letter to, to my sons. I have like several pieces. That's like two black men, two young black boys, you know, um, and my latest one was like affirmations. It's nothing but affirmations at the beginning. And then it leads into a poem at the end, but it's dedicated to our black boys, our black males, because they need to hear the positivity. They need to know who they are. You know what I mean? And they need to say it 
every day so that they believe it in this world that is saying else that's saying other and you're right about as far as like teaching our kids i read that book rich dad poor dad i read that some years ago and it stuck with me like all this time and so like my babies they know now at their young ages like y'all not about to be working for nobody like that So Basically, y'all man, go ahead and think about what y'all want to do with your life, who your employees going to be. Like, yeah. baby, girl, listen. And, like, I as like far that. as, like, them being providers and stuff, they've already yeah. told me, Mom, I'm going to build you a house. Mom, I'm going to pay your bills. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you, you're right. And... Yeah. Um, working in home health, like I notice how other people talk to their children Mm. and it's not our fault. We just have to learn so we can do better and talk to our children the same way. So the conversations that they have at the dinner table are a little bit different than, I'm not going to say all black people, but I'm just going to say in general, it's different from our conversations. They're already talking about money. They're already talking about investments. They're already talking about all that stuff when their kids are young. You got Becky uh-huh. doing her lemonade stand at eight years old. Girl, <laughs> that part, that part. So, and just encouraging and create the the creativity in our kids. But yeah. it is a very sickening feeling that we have, like I said earlier, but I think it bears repeating, is that we have to tell our kids who they are at such a young age. Hey, you're black. So yeah. this is what goes this this is what goes along with being black in this society. Yeah. When I want my babies just to be able to play outside and just just be kids. That's it. And, and I want my baby, like you said, that young boy was walking home with groceries. I want my baby to come home. Do y'all hear me? Like, right. let my baby come home, America. Like, what the hell are you doing? Let my right. kid come home. Right. right. Exactly. Oh my God! You speaking to so I'm many, sorry. So okay. many people. Okay. No, no, no. You, you not, you get do not apologize for it because yeah. you're speaking to so many, so many people. Number one, so many young people. Number two, so many mothers who have either lost their sons to incarceration or death or mur- or murder. Like you're you're speaking to a lot of those people, and I think this the biggest lesson in this is yeah. we have to understand that we have to pour more into them. Yeah, you have to make like sure that that. that that is that is a that it needs to be a daily thing. You can yeah. hop on social media, you can do this, you can do that, and you can't pour into your kids. I got a problem with that. Right. Got a problem. I got a mm-hmm. major problem with that. You just stick your kid in front of uh, some kind of device so they can be on social media and see what the world thinks about them, and then you wondering why they walking around with a chip on their shoulder. Why right. would you be right. confused about that? Whatever you feed your spirit with is what comes out, right? Mm. That's right. Those are, those are things that we really have to think about. Okay, listen, y'all. You y'all already know. I could talk about this for hours. We about yeah. to wrap this thing up though. So uncovered. I have a question, and then we gonna kind of do the outro. I just want everybody to give me one word that they take from just this conversation at the end. Um, uncovered. I want to know um, what inspired this piece. In a very short version, what inspired this piece? Uh, Trayvon. Trayvon Martin. Yep. Mm. Mm. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. That that was that was a lot quicker. Why was I about to say? Don't give us no long old. (laughs) She went quicker than you thought. He did. (laughs) You remember that commercial? You gotta be quicker than that. Like, man. All right. She got lightning speed. She went lightning speed. That part. That part. All right. So she writes. If you had to give us one word from just this entire conversation, what would that one word be? You gonna tell that to a wordy? I can't stand you. <laughs> right, and I right. Said, I gotta go first. No, you went second. You went second. Um, well, it's not a word, so I'm gonna just say the sentence: "Save our sons." Mm. So oh my gonna, god! So you just gonna do whatever you want to do? I was trying <laughs> not to. I you, saved. No, okay, you wasn't. That was a hashtag. That was a hashtag. No, so it's all one word. It, it's all one word. word. No, the one word, the one word is save. 
but then she said it all fast like the three words wasn't gonna become one word like it was gonna become one word because she said it all fast that's how i heard it though that's how i heard it <laughs> all right she right tell the people tell the people i'm coming to you uh the famous homie i'm coming to you that boy khalifa she writes tell them where to follow you um all right uh follow me on ig at s-h-e underscore right with the number three again i'll say it one more time at she underscore right w-r-i-t the number three and then end it with the s she writes because that's what i do every day and every night you're gonna see uh a woman with a bald head again at your favorite bald head girl your favorite uh, ball head girl, yeah. girl. <laughs> in a beautiful green dress so you can't miss me okay and um yeah follow me i'll follow you back i support my men i support my women i support i support i support that's what's up love it the, the famous homie let them know where to follow you and then we need one word from this conversation um I don't know how we're supposed to sum this all up in one word. Deep, but but, oh, wait, but hold on, let me rewind y'all. Let me let y'all know the famous homie is a whole writer in these streets. In case y'all exactly. didn't know, this is the perfect opportunity. So really quick, shout out to Politic and Broadcasting. Shout out to the famous homie. Um, TV series coming coming soon, coming very soon. Yeah. Um, um, TV series is based on uh, single parents and the BS that they go through and the trauma that kids go through. I'm a co-writer on the project, so uh, congratulations, the famous <laughs> Give us one word. Oh, yeah. By the Dab way, y'all need listen. <laughs> y'all listening to this? This is a project y'all need to support. Hit us up. Support, support, support. Like this is gonna be a change in the culture. Let me tell you, yes, we're gonna rewind like this. That. When it blow, we're gonna rewind this. Yeah, let's, go. let's go. Ronnie, let's go. Ronnie, let's go. You already know. I got you. <laughs> who, who wants to smoke? Who wants to smoke? Not only <laughs> They ain't ready. <laughs> oh, man. I think you just gave me my word. You know, I had a word before, but you just gave it to me. I want to say um, re rewind. Ooh, nice. Rewind. Like you know, there's so, so many meanings to that, but you know, rewind. Um, you know, I think you have to do that to understand, you know, what's going on nowadays. And real quick, I encourage everyone, if you haven't, go on Netflix or one of those streaming platforms and watch the documentary Crips and Bloods Made in America. And it's going to explain everything about gang banging and all the systemic stuff. It's going to break it down for you. So re rewind. Yes, rewind and you you know rewind the time and go back and see and it'll explain everything. And yeah. um, you know, like Camila said, TV series coming through. Follow me on Instagram at the famous homie. Um, we're gonna be giving updates of uh, you know, um when, when the trailer's gonna drop and uh you know when we're gonna you know be coming to a TV, phone, tablet, mm -hmm, iPad. Everywhere. Near you, you feel what I'm Near talking you. about? That's <laughs> the right. famous told me okay. on all platforms. Follow me, all platforms. Yes, and shout out to uh, uh, Miss Lady Hollywood, our girl Ange. Like the team is, 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 is the producers, the oh my god, media spill, like politicking. Like, oh my god, we got such a good crew, we got a, a really great cast. Uh, you know, this project is, is gonna be major, so y'all just you know, tune in and, and wait for that to blow. That boy, Khalifa, my boy, my brother, give me one word and let them know, let the people know where to follow you. My word is unapologetic. Mm. Ah, I like yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I'm I'll be saying that because it's a lot of these motherfuckers out here want us to be sorry. And can't be. We ain't sorry. <laughs> to be, sorry, to not be sorry. sorry. Sorry, our ancestors were slaves, and that we never learned how to get land and property. But I'm saying unapologetic is because I don't need you motherfuckers to be sorry for me, and I won't be sorry for my motherfucking self. There you mm. go. Yes, Mike. sir. Where can we find you at? That boy Khalifa on all platforms. You already know what the fuck going on. 
Oh, and got, the, and got, the winning team. The he right. Dropped, he dropped <laughs> the mic for real, for real. For right. Real. You already know what's up. You already know. Like, did he, did he bang on all of us on the audio well, box? Yeah. Like, he, did, yeah. Yeah. I, he, he did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. But that's cool, though. We take it as love. All love. He was baby. banging with us, not on us. Right. Oh, Unapologetic. Oh, Alright, listen, listen. I, I appreciate every single one of y'all. Like I said, continue to push, continue to move. Y'all all got me in y'all corner on some real ish, and y'all know it. Um, and and thank you for coming and and being a voice. Um, you never know how many people you touch, how many people you know need to hear. You know certain things, your experiences, and all of that. So it it just means a lot to me. Um, we gonna be out this thing. Y'all follow us. Raw conversations uh, on YouTube, on IG, although not that great on social media, but we figuring it out. Uh, conversations <laughs> one. When you're a writer, sometimes it's a little difficult. You don't want to be mixy with social media. You want to just be, you know, in your thoughts, you know, so sometimes that's a challenge. But follow us, y'all. Um, we're doing a lot for the community, just giving back a, a lot to the community and showing these young people that. You know, you got the dream, you got the passion, you got the talent. You can definitely do it. Don't let nobody tell you you can't. Exactly. Keep on keeping on, babies. Don't let nobody yeah. tell you because your your challenges is going to become your testimony. And mm -hmm. then there's only that there's going to be an audience that only you will be able to speak to because mm -hmm. you have had, you, because of your story. <laughs> so that's what we got to continue to push. That's what we yeah. got to continue to push. So I appreciate every last one of y'all. My one word for this conversation is necessary in all caps. Mm. All caps. And the famous homie, I'm going to invoice you for the word that you took from what I said earlier from writer <laughs> to writer. I'm going to send you an invoice, bro. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, Listen, y'all, we out. Shout out to Politic and Broadcasting. My Thank boy, thanks to Natra, a real, real, real one. My team, my squad. Uh, shout out also uh, to Kelly J Enterprise in Dallas, Texas. Nice. A lot of people I fool with, but it's only certain people that's super close and it's for a reason. Uh, y'all, listen. We out. Tune in next week. Raw Conversations. You know what's up. All day.